Fontana rolling out the right, looking toward the end zone, throwing under pressure, throws his pass. Caught by Clark. Clark got a touchdown. Troy Clark has it. It's a touchdown for the 49ers. You're now listening to the 4th and Gold Podcast with Javi and Matt. Welcome to 4th and Gold Podcast. We are back. The 49ers pull out another uh, thriller in New Orleans, 48-46, completing the gauntlet, going 2-1 and one on this supposed gauntlet. Um Niners total 102 points versus, uh, versus 74 allowed. Um, the Niners are the gauntlet. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. They are the gauntlet. They are the team that pe- teams need to see and beat. And they went into New Orleans and handled business. They were down big, came back, resilient, no quit in this team whatsoever. Um, how good is George Kittle? Jimmy Garoppolo, mm. Kyle Shanahan. Robert Salas shows up when they need to show up on defense, defensive line, everywhere. Um, guys going down, guys coming in, stepping in, making big plays. Matt, how are we feeling about this victory? This is the best one of the year, man. So everybody wanted to talk about the game of the year was the Seattle game, right? Seattle overtime goes all the way down to the buzzer. It That's the game of the year? No, this was the game of the year. This had twists, turns. We had trick plays. We had wild completions. This was the play of the game. This was the statement win, the signature win for Kyle Shanahan, the signature drive for Jimmy Garoppolo. This was the one. This is this is exactly what they needed to do coming into it. As we're recording right now, the Rams game just went final. The 49ers are first place in the NFC alone. No yep. tiebreakers needed. They are first place. And to join us, we don't usually do this, but to join us to break down the game, we are bringing in 49ers legend, former offensive lineman, Adam Snyder. Adam, how you doing, man? Doing really well. Really well, especially since the Seahawks just lost. I'm doing really well right now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this is the 4th and Go Podcast. I'm Javi. That is Matt. Catch the podcast on all podcast platforms. And then catch us on Twitter at 4th and Go Podcast. Um, hit us up there. Yeah, the Niners win this game 48-46. Adam, you played in one of the greatest 49er games of all time versus this Saints franchise. Um, does this Does this bring back any type of feels when the Niners beat this team? It brought a lot, a lot back, it, it, especially the way the game went. You know, it was a shootout. Uh, Saints get the ball, they score. We get the ball, we score. You know, back and forth, uh, brought back a lot of memories. My wife and I were talking about it. Uh, my kids were all excited about the game. Um, so, yes, of course, uh, bringing back the, the 2011 memories. Uh, huge to walk out of there with a win. Huge to walk out with a win. Yeah, I mean, and, and we had Eric Davis on a couple weeks ago, and Eric Davis said that the 49ers are the gauntlet, right? So they go through this this stretch of games. It's the hardest stretch of games in the history of the NFL. There's three-game stretch where they're facing yep. two teams that were all 8-2 and two at the time. By the end of it, they were all, you know, the same number of losses because they kept winning until we got to it. To, right. go in, to go into New Orleans and beat a Sean Payton team the way they beat them, I mean, just down to the wire, Kyle Shanahan, 
is this like now? I said it was. Is this Kyle Shanahan's statement win? Is this the one where he gets to put his like stamp on it and say, "I am here. I have arrived. This is my team." I, I yes, I, w- I would agree with that statement. I mean, we can look at the Ravens game. Um, we went into the, the heavyweight title and we threw punches for you know 60 minutes, and they ended up winning with a field goal. And um, to come, you know, back to back now play the Saints and have another shootout like that where Drew Brees does Drew, Drew Brees things and <laughs> goes down, you know, goes down and, and makes it a game. We get to now come out with a victory. I think we, we can we can go with anybody. We, we've we've uh, we've thrown punches with the best teams in the NFL. What else do we have to do? You know, what, what what's next? Um like you said, the gauntlet, we're, we're, we are the gauntlet. <laughs> Everyone's got to come play us now at this point. I mean, we've, we've played with the best teams um, in the AFC. We played with the best teams in the NFC and we come out, come out on top tonight, which is a huge win for us. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm fired up about where we're at. Yeah. That game, you know, it's, I have a issue with pacing in my living room and I was pacing again um <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know and again just a question for you you know you you played in the NFL you played in some tight close games some big important games I I have no poise for this stuff watching it on TV how do you guys stay so poised when it's you know nut cutting time in a game like this what where do you have to go to to be so locked in like the Niners for them to you know on fourth and two for Jimmy and, and Kittle to be just to connect on that choice route at the end that's some that's some poise and some just you know focus. Where where do you have to go to to get to get like that? Well, I, I don't think you I don't think you go to anywhere. I think it's a it's a preparation thing. And so they've they've gone over that play, they've gone over that uh, since Monday. You know, Tuesday, Wednesday, they practice those plays. Um, so when the time comes and it's and it, it's it's just another play call. Uh, they've done that. You know, they've done it all week. Um, and I think uh, I think that they 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 prepare for for those moments. They they practice those moments. They they've done that uh, without the noise. And then for them to be able to go pull it out in the game was awesome. Yeah, and I think you said so. You said preparation is the biggest thing, and I think that parlays right into the first a little part of the bad. So you know we do the bad, the not so good, and the good. But with the right. bad injuries was a big one today. And it seemed like every time the whistle blew, uh, a 49er was down with some sort of ailment. And it looks like the biggest loss is going to be Western Richburg. Um, now, I, I, I'm i not a medical professional. I don't prepet, pre, pre, pretend to be. But it looks like he's going to be done for the year. He was out in crutches talking with Kyle Shanahan after the game. Uh, so walk us through what, what that is like for an offense alignment in the headspace to go down with an injury. And then what it's like to be Ben Garland and come in and play what – I mean, I thought he played pretty well. So how did you, you know, what's the headspace when you're, when you go down with an injury and then how do you think Ben Garland played coming in? Yeah, no, I, I think that would, that would be the worst, the worst part of the game tonight was losing Weston. I mean, yeah. Weston's a great player. He, he's the, uh, aside from Jimmy, he's the captain of the offense. He, he gets the offensive line in the right position at the right time. Um, he, he knows the offense inside and out. So losing a guy like that is, is, is a big hit, but I thought Ben played really well. I thought he stepped in. Um, and we talked about it earlier uh, during mm-hmm. the game. The, the timing of the snap is is the one thing that uh, fans don't really understand. So that was the that was the part that I was like, all right, let's see how let's see how he gets this uh, you know unit to play. And and he did well. He, he stepped right in and 
and uh, was able to to not skip a beat. Um, that's what you want from from a backup offensive lineman, and that's what you want from a backup you know receiver or linebacker, DB, whoever. You want them to be able to step in and, and not have any any downfall. And um, so he he you know he he got thrown in the fire. He got thrown in the fire, and Weston went down, and and uh, he walked in and, and did really well. I thought. There was I, I didn't I didn't see from my perspective I didn't see any uh, any any mis, mishaps as far as calls or timing with the with the snap um, so I thought it was great. Yeah, that was that was my concern. Once Richburg went down, I was like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> because the last time we saw Richburg go down in a game, it was against Seattle and it was like ten snaps, and then Clowney just had his way with the old line and you know the saints they you know they can generate pressure they can stop the run and i thought uh, garland came in and played exceptionally well um you know that's that's part of the bad of the injuries you know sherman d4 both have a hamstring issue um the niners seem to be able to survive without d ford uh, which is fine richard sherman that's yet to be seen how how well they can survive there but i, I do like akella witherspoon and um Emmanuel Mosley out there mm-hmm. what on this in the secondary when Sherman goes down you know what his value is not just him his his play is also his 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 mental you know the, the his knowledge on the on the field um right. did you see anything in the secondary of today's game you know the, the Niners have a lot of yards today uh, outside of Sherman's issue did you see anything um uh, in the secondary that is cause for concern and after this game no I don't think so I think I think Richard's done a good job of uh preparing these other guys that he's around uh, just in case he goes down, I think he's done a good job of uh, being a leader in that locker room, being a leader in the in the DB room. Um, and again, there was no drop off whatsoever. Uh, you know, unfortunately, he goes down. Next guy steps up, comes in, and and, and handles his role um, perfectly. Yeah, I, I think we saw a lot of that today because a lot of guys had to had to cycle in on the defensive side of the ball. I think the one the one bad play. For the for the secondary, there's two bad plays. I think the Marcel Harris trying to just shoulder tackle Jared Cook in the on the first drive was was not so great. Um, it, Marcel Harris kind of had a rough day today, and as expected to be, you know, a backup stepping in for Jaquaski Tart. But the 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 one really bad play that stood out to me was the 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 the, the final drive for the Saints when they had the ball. Richard Sherman, you know, he hobbled off. He did a good job to get off the field, and not cost the team a timeout. But in doing that, you know, DJ Reed comes in in replacement and some wires get crossed and it leaves Ted Ginn just wide open. And and Ted Ginn gains gains 19, 20 yards, whatever it was. And again, Jimmy Ward was was Johnny on the spot making the tackle there. But that's that's something that where as a player, how how important is it to get off the field so you don't cost your team a timeout, but also allow everybody's kind of you know, get the, get their cards in order and, and make sure everything's all set. I mean, it, it all happens so quick. <laughs> like he hobbles off and then you try to like transition. Well, what, what personnel is the offense in, you know, trying to figure out all those things It happens so quick. Thankfully it wasn't a, it wasn't a big, it, it was a, it was a nice play, but it wasn't a big, you know, huge mm-hmm. detriment to, to the Niners. Um, but I, I mean, there's not really much I can say. It's, it's hard. Hard to transfer guys in and out that quickly, um, especially on the defensive side. You got to, you know, again, you got to look at personnel, got to look at who's on the field, you know, and to be able to transition out of that and only only have a 25 or, you know, 
30-yard gain, whatever it was, was nice. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been, I mean, he's wide open. Yeah, and Ginn, Ginn, Ginn can fly. You played with Ginn, didn't you? I did, I did. Yeah, yeah. played a couple of years with Teddy. I, yes. I I think I've talked about this before, but I, I asked him one time, I'm like, how does it feel to run that fast? Do you feel like you're that fast? <laughs> Do you feel that fast? Because running like, you know, whatever he runs, 22 miles an hour or whatever, I'm like, Jesus. that's what I drive in my car. Uh, what does it feel like <laughs> to run like that? I'm, I've never seen, I've never seen that kind of speed. I've never felt that kind of speed. What does it feel like? And he just looked at me like I had mustard on my face. I was like, uh, <laughs> all right, I guess. <laughs> He just, think, he just thinks you're slow. That's fine. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're a big lineman. You have nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that that last drive with the Gin play, um, seven plays, seventy yards for a minute thirty. It gave the Niners fifty three seconds. It, it kind of was, you know, that, that mistake there kind of helped the Niners out. It 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 uh. It actually kind of did, yeah. Yeah, it didn't make the Niners force a timeout or anything like that, and um, or that they just go and score. It left the Niners with plenty of time with three timeouts. If you're giving Kyle Shanahan that much time and a, and, a, and a competent quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo, you should be able to get in range. And you saw that against the Seahawks in that game. You got in range. It just the kicker missed that one. But right. um, you know the other the other bad was the penalties in this game. I thought the Niners were mm-hmm. getting some ticky tack calls, like the block in the back. That block in the back on Emmanuel Sanders, it wouldn't yeah. have made a difference in the play. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other, you know, holding calls, a pass interference on Sherman. I think the league seems to be targeting Sherman for some reason. Um, I would agree with that. With mm. these penalties, because he had the two against Arizona, three against Arizona, excuse me. Um, the we had two today, and I forget the other ones, but he's he's been accumulating quite a bit of penalties. I don't I don't know where you stand on these penalties, but they they definitely could have hurt the Niners big time in this game. Yeah, no question, man. I. Uh... The, the penalty thing is always a, a tough subject because it's like subjective for these five guys that are on the field. And you know, some of these guys are lawyers and real estate agents and, <laughs> you know, whatever, but they come out on Sundays and, and are expected to have this big plate of <laughs> watching a football game and determining what's legal and what's not. It's, it's a, it's a hard thing. I, I have definitely been on my, my fair share of, of calls that I didn't think went our way. And I've seen some that we got, you know, whoa, that definitely was a penalty. They didn't call it. So it's like this, this subjective, weird kind of space. I, I what, how, how do we fix it? I don't, I don't, I don't think there's an answer. I don't think there's yeah. an answer. Yeah. I don't think there's a direct answer on how you fix it. I, I, yeah, am, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a big subscriber to everything's going to balance out in the end. So yeah. your team's yep. going to get away with enough penalties and, and, and the other team's going to have enough called against them and whatever. It's all going to even out in the end. But the one call they did get right today was the fake punt and, and Tavarius oh, Moore yeah. having the headspace yep. to just push that guy out of bounds and say, I'm not get, even going to give you a chance. I have zero responsibility to get my head around and try and play the ball. The right. officials got that one correct. Now, obviously, it could have gone to review. Kyle Shanahan would have had a challenge because it's a pass interference call. But they got that one correct, and the stadium clearly didn't like that play. And the internet does not like that play at all. Twitter blew up when that happened. Um, right. But that's that's a thing you're talking about, preparation, right? The, uh, yeah. the special teams coach has them ready for that. They have to know no, that no a fake punt asked. is coming. Yep. No they have question. to know a fake punt is coming, and they know that, hey, if a fake punt is coming, just push your guy out of bounds. Don't even try and get your head around. Just, just that, big body and, the guy. 
that falls directly on the, the San Francisco 49ers special team coach getting those guys dialed in on exactly what the rules are. And it played out. You know, how many times have we ever seen that really happen? Probably I've not never seen many, that. Probably not many times, right? So that goes directly on to the, on the uh, Niners uh, special team coach having, having those guys dialed in on exactly the rule. And they played it out perfectly, perfectly, perfectly. And it, and it was one of those situations that, I mean, how many times have we seen that? Fake punt, <laughs> and you got a gunner running down the field. Um, someone's gonna, someone's gonna actually throw the ball to him. Like it doesn't really happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Saints like to get real cute with these uh, special teams fakes and all this other stuff. You know that that's just a bad that's a bad play call for the, on the Saints too. You know you just don't you run the go route, um, and it, it, it'll bite you in the ass and it, it bit him in the ass on that play. Um, yeah. So you know I, I guess enough with the bad. You know we we usually hop into the not so good and I the not so good I think. Um, for both of us, was the defense. Defense had a hard time today. Um, that is Drew Brees. It is a, it is a Superdome. Um, on defense, no sacks. There were some pressures, a um, couple penalties, some missed communications and coverage. Um, where did you see that the Niners had some issues at in, on the defensive side? I mean, I would say the not so good was allowing you know forty plus points. That was the not so that that was yeah. as a whole. That was the not so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but again. They did enough to win the game, and that's exactly what you want, right? Like, just have your offense score one more point. It doesn't. Are we going to talk about what the score was in two weeks? Probably not. No. We scored one more point than they did. We won. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the not so good was the overall forty plus points is not ideal. But again, you got Drew Brees, who is the comeback king, and. Uh, you're in the Superdome and you're on the road after playing a, a, a Ravens team who is, you know, one of the best teams in the league. And to go to go to New Orleans and win that game in that type of environment with a shootout says a lot about who we are as as a Niners team. And I, I couldn't be more proud. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. And as, I, as you talk, Adam, a lot of things I'm doing, I'm sitting here hitting people with the Bosa shrug. I'm sitting yeah. in a room by myself, <laughs> right. and every time you say something that makes sense, I just I just hit everybody with the Bosa shrug. Right, Because, exactly. um, I mean, when you look at the Saints on offense, you know guys like Drew Brees are going to put up numbers. You know no he's going to put up numbers. Yeah, you know Michael course. Thomas, the best wide receiver in the NFL, is going to get his. And and it, Alvin Kamara? I mean, yeah, absolutely. that dude is he's an unbelievable athlete, and he can he can make something happen at the, at the drop of a hat. He, some play call that who knows, you know, whether he's going to get the ball or not, but you put the ball in his hands, he's going to make something happen. And we stopped him. <laughs> and we walked out of we walked out of the Superdome with a win. Uh unbelievable game. Shootout. Drew Brees going down to go win it with um 53 seconds left. For us to come back from all of that, right? After playing the Ravens and losing, you know, by a field goal says a lot about who they have in that locker room and the culture that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have built. Um, it says a lot about, about the Niners as a team. And I'm super, super fired up, not only because I'm <laughs> the next player, but I, I just love it. Like we don't hear, here's the thing. 
too. I, I tell, I, I, I live in Arizona, so I, you know, got to deal with Cardinals and all this, <laughs> but we don't hear anything about the Niners locker room, no drama, no nothing. Right. That's when, you know, the team is dialed in, dude. That's when, you know, they're dialed. We don't hear anything, nothing about, nothing about drama off the field, quarterback, receiver. We don't hear anything about anything. That's when you know these guys are dialed. They built a culture with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch that I can buy into. I'm like, I want to, I wish I, I got one more series left in me. They got my number. They can call me back. <laughs> <laughs> they got my number. <laughs> Give them the way call. guys were dropping like flies today, they might need to hit you up soon. I, yeah. I, I, I say, I hope not, not because I don't have faith in you, Adam. <laughs> right. But I, I, I don't, I don't want to get to that point. Um, but so I think we've talked enough about the negative of this game. Let's jump into the positive here. And Adam, why don't you give us your your number one positive takeaway from today? What was the best part of the game for you? Um, the best part of the game today was probably watching Kittle on mm. fourth and two. Yeah, catch a ball mm. that was not, it was not a great ball. It was it was hard to catch. It was out in front of him a little bit. What he did when he had three guys on his back and one on his face mask, he gained another another 12 yards. That is the attitude of of our team. That's who we are. Yeah. And that, to me, like spoke volumes about who this team is. Uh, obviously, Kittle's a beast. But to watch him and, and Jimmy, you know, make that throw. But fourth and two, game on the line, catches a ball that's not not a not a great ball, but he caught it, and then he did that afterwards. I was like, we are dot. Th- th- this is who we are, mm. and we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to scratch and claw and fight, and and we're gonna that's that's this is who we are. Yeah, there's a, there's so much heart in this team. It's uh. You know, the, I, I tweeted a couple weeks ago when the Niners were down 16 nothing to the Cardinals. I was like, man, this game's over. We're going to lose. And they fought back. And then this game gets to 20-7. to I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. And they just fight back, scratch and claw the way back into it, get get the lead at half. And then, you know, they, they gave yeah. up the lead once, and then, you know, they, they, they come back and win. Um, it, George Kittle is just – he's the best tight end in football. There's no more discussion, debate. Travis Kelsey's really no. good. Zach Ertz is good. George Kittle's best tight end in football. Period. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, yeah. I don't. There's not. A, there's no discussion. <laughs> Run blocking, pass blocking, route running, hands, attitude. I mean, we can go down the list. Yeah. There, there's well, no. <laughs> there's no one else. Oh, you started with blocking, and we're gonna have to have a word with Doug Gottlieb about. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I yeah. I saw all that too. I was like, <laughs> biting my tongue, going, wait, hold on. Have you seen this guy block? Have you seen his <laughs> the way the way he attacks the run game? Have you seen? Obviously, he hasn't. <laughs> yeah, like other, otherwise, you wouldn't have said it. Yeah, we we said last week. Some people get paid to do this. We do this for free on the show, and right. we know better than to say some <laughs> stupid shit like that. Right. Um, you, you know, and I, this game, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of good to take out of it, even with the crazy score. Um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is is is, is my good today. Um, you know, every the national media is all let Jimmy beat you. Jimmy Garoppolo is, you know, unproven. There's a whole, you know, the whole doubt thing. 349 right. yards, one, four touchdowns. 
He averaged 10 yards a pass attempt. You know, one pick off the receiver's hands. He could have had a pretty clean game the rest of the way. I thought he was excellent on third down. He, that's you know that's a big balls throw to throw to Kittle, Kittle at, on fourth and two. Like you no said, question. it was it wasn't the greatest pass, but you know to make that throw and in that situation just to stand in there. He was taking some hits too today, so for him to stand in no there, question. you know that's that's it takes big balls to do that. And, I, and Jimmy Garoppolo gets you know all the respect in the world for me. It's uh, it's nice to have a really good quarterback in, in San Francisco right now. So um, Kittle, I totally agree. I mean, Jimmy is. I, my I, I think that he's he's earned he's earned with a capital E he's earned the right to be in the conversation as a great quarterback. I mean, mm. you know, comes in as, as a, a backup to Tom Brady and he has all, you know, he's got all these like questions and, you know, doubts and all this stuff. He has earned it with a capital E he's earned in the conversation. He, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He is, he makes plays. <laughs> he wins games. There are wins a lot of games. <laughs> We're we're eleven to two. I mean, what are we <laughs> yeah. talking about? You know what I mean? And and not to go back into history because of you know I played whatever, but Alex Smith got a lot of slack and a lot of oh when's Alex going to win the big game? Alex <laughs> played unbelievable for a lot of years and won Maybe. a lot of games with a lot of different coordinators, which a lot of people don't understand, mm-hmm. but. With no receivers, and you know, I think Alex earned, with a capital E, he earned his right to be in in the conversation as well. Like these dudes are, are um, questioned and and ridiculed and this and that, but they go out every week, and they win. They freaking win. <laughs> uh, that's how it's hard to argue when when they win games. And we're you know, the Niners are eleven. We, Niners are eleven and two right now, and. uh and and in the driver's seat in the NFC, I completely <laughs> awesome. agree. I love it. Completely agree. I th- I think Jimmy has played much better than people are giving him credit for. I think they're they're quick to jump on the games where he only threw for. 185 yards. But if the offense is running for 250 yards, who the hell cares what the quarterback's doing? Did they if you're the- winning by 30 points, who the hell cares what the quarterback right. is doing? Exactly. Yep. It, 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 it's 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 so non-consequential that but those are what they like to latch on to and that's what the hot take artists like to to grab into stick their nails in and just and just drive into the ground i'm gonna switch to the other side of the ball and i'm going to go to another jimmy and there's another guy that has earned a spot on this football mm-hmm. team and that's jimmy ward jimmy ward played a very good football game today you go back and you watch it there's five or six plays where the saints beat the 49ers they beat the 49ers defense and Jimmy Ward is the last line of defense. And if he doesn't right. make a tackle, we're looking at a 50, 60-yard touchdown. And he did that five or six times. Jimmy Ward, I thought, played a fantastic game. And I know he's been the butt of many a joke over the years because he can't stay healthy. And, and why are they holding on to this guy? Why are they not making a move in free agency? Jimmy Ward has quietly put together a very good year. Yeah, no question, man. And a very good year. So I'm biased because I play O-line. So I say O-line is the hardest position to play on the field. <laughs> But, but playing quarterback is very difficult, <laughs> very difficult uh, to get a guy that, you know, you're one-on-one. It is like, if, if you don't do your job and you don't use your technique and fundamentals to stop this receiver who's going forward while he has to go backwards, if you don't stop him, you get, you get ridiculed and, and you get put on the front line of this guy stinks and move on from him well 
that's pretty freaking hard to do. And I, I totally agree. Jimmy has put put a, a year together to 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 put his name in, in the mix of, of one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And he's got a great a great leader in, in, in Richard Sherman um, to, to show him the, the ropes and, uh, you know, be in the room and help coaching him. And I know I know Sherman's doing that, coaching him and, and helping him with his technique and fundamentals. But that is a hard, hard position to play, man, hard. Yeah, no, I, I believe it. You know, you played with some great safeties, Wintner and Goldson, and then you know, for Jimmy Ward to have the year that he's having, it's it's um, it's definitely a plus. You know, he's he, I was there was a play where Michael Thomas gets get to gets behind K1 Williams, and you know Ward is kind of running backwards the entire time and flips his hips, makes a tackle, saves a, you know saves a big touchdown. Uh, right. He's been playing great all year. Um, another guy that I thought was really really good today. Emmanuel Sanders, like who the hell knew he could throw the ball like that? Right. <laughs> like what the? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, you know, exactly. Emmanuel Sanders. That, that's probably the that's that might be the best trade of the year. Um, you know, the the mid season trade where they get him uh, for the third and the fourth round pick, and he's been everything that you want in a number one receiver. Seven reception, one one fifty seven, and a touchdown, and then the one pass for. 35 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. Emmanuel Sanders is awesome. Like, awesome. I, I've had it's, Emmanuel it's on my fantasy team for a couple of years. So. <laughs> same. same. <laughs> I've had him on my fantasy team. I've been waiting for this year to happen, and it's happening. Thank God it's with us. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you said one pass for 35 yards? Yeah. To Moster for the touchdown. Yeah, like, that, and he was on a rope, Unreal. too. It was a dime. Yeah. Dime. Just under throwing, pressure better than jared goff right <laughs> just throwing <laughs> just throwing them out there one pass for 35 yards unreal and and, yeah. and javi you asked the question who knew that emmanuel sanders could throw the ball like that the answer is disrespectful kyle who has had his eye on emmanuel sanders right. for years he saw him do right. it last year because emmanuel sanders threw a touchdown pass last year for the broncos that's right so he, Kyle Shanahan has seen him do it. Kyle Shanahan knew yep. he could do it, and he's had this in his back pocket all year long. I don't doubt and, that for one second. And he waited for the time where he goes, you know what? We need to pull a play out because we are about to get our shit kicked in. And he pulled that, that play second. out and pulled it out, and boom. Disrespectful Kyle comes out in full force. <laughs> I love it. And just, and just it. it dials that up to to get them back in the game. Because they don't, they, don't, they don't score a touchdown there. I mean – Early on, they were trading blows. The Saints got the upper hand really yeah. quick. Yeah. Really quick. And I said that Real one quick. quick three and they, out. They scored on their first four possessions. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. First, three or, first three or four possessions, they go down and score. It's like, whoa, we're going to be in a shootout here. And then Kyle goes into his back pocket and says, hold on a second. I got something for you. <laughs> Boom. Lays it out. Yeah, that, that play was outstanding. It was in. It was must. It was needed to. You know, the game could have gone out of hand, uh, really, really quick. Um, you know, you you play with you know some um, some good coordinators, Greg Roman, and and then um, I want to say I, w- I had the list here, but it, it disappeared. But I know you played under Greg Roman. You know, when looking at Kyle and Greg, this is this is way off topic, but it's just me asking the question. <laughs> would you? How would you have felt playing in this offense? with Kyle Shanahan as opposed to what what they ran with Greg uh, under the Harbaugh years? It, well, it's very reminiscent of, of that era. It was, uh, you know, we were in a position 
um, that we, we, we had, so we had three plays called in the huddle and okay. every play was, every play was based on what the defense was running at the time. So we were essentially, we were a step ahead. That's what Kyle does. Unbelievable. I mean, he, he's a step ahead of the defense. And so, uh, with the Harbaugh years was the first time that I've ever, I've ever been a part of something like this. And, and Greg Roman was a part of it. We were three level, three level plays, uh, our three levels in the play call. And it was a kill alert or run it. Well, we were, we already knew what the defense was going to be in, right. That we show up, you know, from the huddle to the line of scrimmage. We already had the play called. You can do whatever you want to do on defense. We already had a play called for that defense. And now it comes down to execution, right? Now you got to mm-hmm. execute. Um, but that's what I see with, with Kyle and um, his offense is he's a step or two ahead. And it just comes down to execution. And they're doing it. They're, they're executing. And, and these guys are, are you know, playing lights out right now. They're playing lights out. Yeah. Now I told you I was hitting you with the with the Bosa shrug earlier, but I think we'd be very remiss if we didn't touch on how well he played today. I mean, Bosa was everywhere. So little side story, Staley and I are are still best friends, and I talk to Joe every (laughs) once. I I talk to him every once in a while. I try not to bug him during the year. I I understand the the grind. Yeah. Uh, But in training camp, he said Bosa is the real deal. He's like, this dude is legit. I was like, damn, coming from coming from Joe, that means a lot to me as an offensive lineman. Yeah. Right. Like I, you know, I tried to I tried to emulate Joe forever. And I I hope he doesn't listen. He's probably gonna listen to this, but I hope he doesn't. <laughs> I tried to I tried to emulate I tried to emulate him for a lot, like a lot of my career. <laughs> like I'm like, hey, he makes it look so easy. I wanna I wanna take a pass hit like that. Anyway, he was like, This dude is legit. And, you know, one or two weeks into camp, he's like, yeah, this dude's the real deal. And, um, I mean, it's come to fruition. The, the kid knows football, and he's smart, and he's savvy. The, the play that sticks out in my mind today was uh, there was a little um, a, a pass into the flat. And yes. he, he, got, he got blocked by the tackle, right? He's getting, like, pushed backward, you know, whatever. He had the wherewithal to like put his hand up and and just get his fingertip on the ball. If that ball was completed, that was a big play for the Saints. He knew that the ball was going that way. Not only getting blocked to put your hand up and and it, you know disrupt the pass was I was like, yeah, this dude is a monster, monster. I, I I'm sure he's learning from his brother. I mean, his brothers, his brothers are pretty damn good player as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah but, I mean, it's just awesome to watch. I mean, I, I love watching such a young age too, man. Like he, 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 he understands the game. He, he I'm sure he, I'm, obviously he studies. He knows what the, he knows what he's a step ahead, you know, as a D as a defensive end, he's a step ahead of, of the offense and he knows where they're trying to go with the ball, what they're trying to do. He can feel angles, you know, with, with offensive linemen, he can feel them. I saw him put in a couple inside moves today. I was like, damn, I don't know if I, 
I don't know if there's anybody in the, in the world that could block it. Obviously, there's not. <laughs> yeah. The left tackle, you know, whoever, the right tackle, left tackle for the Saints, they're, they're, you know, one of 32 people in the world that could play tackle in the NFL, and they couldn't block it. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, this kid is, he's on it. Yeah, I, I love it, man. I love watching it. Yeah, just yeah. the athleticism to, to get up and make that play, to bat that ball down, too. It was unbelievable. Un- it, it, that's, unbelievable. That was not on a rope. Drew Brees, Drew Brees sits at 5'11", 6 foot tall, whatever you want to believe the program says. He's right. a, he's not a tall quarterback. He's not right. putting that on a rope. He's trying to lollipop that over him. And no Nick question. Bosa just said, nope, I'm not letting it get over there. And he got way up. White boy and had some jumps on that one. Dude, they, you know, the, the what was the game? The game was on ABC or CBA, whatever it was. They had the slow-mo cam. And he's like completely stretched out as far as he can go. There's... No other, no other option. And he was stretched out and got his fingertip on the ball. I was like, "Yeah, this dude is dialed. He is dialed in." That's that's not an easy thing to do, right? Like, you, as a defensive end, you don't know whether it's run or pass, so you have to feel it within your first step. <laughs> he felt that it was a screen. It was getting blocked, and then you know to reach out and and tip the ball on a swing pass that was going to go for 40 it's pretty impressive pretty impressive yeah i think i think everyone every niner fan is very happy to have nick Bosa on their team mm-hmm. um and there was a lot know, there was a lot there was a lot of talk a lot of chatter about him being drafted number two right yeah now all of a sudden we're like yes <laughs> it was the best decision <laughs> ever yeah no i mean i was one of them. I, I really like quinn williams and i, I think quinn williams would be a really good player um just because I was concerned, you know, Armstead leaving and those type of things happening in the offseason this season. Right. You know, trying to draft the replacements. But I guess we'll we'll go down that road when that time comes. But Nick Bosa right. has been everything the Niners have wanted and, and coveted the way John Lynch speaks about him. Yeah. You know, he's, he's lived up to all the hype. But that play was outstanding. Um, you know, he had plenty of opportunities to get a sack. He, you know, he was chipped quite a bit. There was a lot of holds that weren't called there. But that happens on both sides. Bosa's just an animal. Um, in he, the he's the kind of guy. He's the kind of guy you game plan. You, you game plan around mm-hmm. a guy like mm-hmm. that. You yeah. chip him. You you have a running back hit him. You try to hit him from every angle. He was, you know, that's that's how Justin Smith was and Alden Smith there back in my, when I was playing. But their their offenses were scheming around those guys, and that's that's how Nick Bosa is. You got to scheme around him. If you leave yeah. him, if you leave him one on one with with a tackle. He's going to get there. Like he, he's going to disrupt the play. Uh, so you have to now that changes the, the you know their entire offensive offensive schemes. Well, we got to take care of him first, and then so then you take care of Bosa. Then you got to deal with Armstead and you know the rest of the D line guys. It's like wh- who who are you going to block? What are you going to do as right. an offense? What are you going to do? Right. You got you got players everywhere. What are you, what are you going to do? We talk about it every week. It's it's a it's a choose your own adventure book when you're when it you're is. dealing with this you're with exactly this defensive right. line is who you're gonna de- who you're gonna double up because someone's gonna be coming one on one and they're gonna be they're gonna be a problem. Um, but I'm glad you brought up Justin Smith because Justin Smith to me seems like the 49ers fans lost him to hip retirement. I'm sure he's enjoying right. life on his ranch. I'm right. sure he's I'm sure he's just loving not even looking at a football right now. <laughs> right. But is George Kittle just Justin Smith reincarnated, just on the offensive side of the ball? 
I would I would agree with that. Yes. Okay. Very 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 similar uh, mindset, similar attitude, similar play. Just ripping people around. I mean, to have five guys, three guys on you, and one dude on your face mask, and get another twelve yards. That's that. That would be. You're exactly right. That's Justin Smith on offense. Beautiful. Yeah, George. Beautiful. Is, I love me some George Kittle. It's. Uh, God, I love him. You know, you he's play, very nice. He's very nice. He took yeah. pictures with my kids and <laughs> held, held, <laughs> held my nine year old. I was like, dude, that's awesome. Thank you, man. <laughs> and you, you know, you you play with some good tight ends, Vernon and 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 Delaney. You know, yeah. Kittle. Yeah. I think I don't know where. I don't know if I can. I, Vernon had some big games for the Niners in the, in his years. It's just like, gee, has has Kittle passed Vernon? You know, in my in my heart, and I'm like, he's close. He's uh, close. Uh, Vernon had a hell of a playoff run. I'm I'm biased because I I I mean I remember watching Vernon walk in, just a physical specimen. And I'm like, <laughs> how do you, how is that even how is that even the same human? We're both humans. How is that even? How is this possible? He looks like that. He runs like that. He jumps like that. He catches like that. I'm like God, what? How is this even? How are we even the same person? Like what the hell? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, he was. Yeah, Vernon was, dude, unbelievable, right? Just yeah. physical specimen, dude. Un unbelievable hands and route running and physical ability. Yeah, <laughs> like, and a big and a big mauler in the run game too. Which oh, very much gets overlooked in Vernon Davis's career. Everyone thinks he's the big guy that has had a lot of long touchdown runs. I'm he, sure Doug Gottlieb also believes he can't block. I'm sure. I'm sure he does. Uh, <laughs> but Vernon would be the one thing that blew my mind was um, the snap count. Right, like we all know the snap count. He was so much faster off the ball than even the center. It was almost like he was offsides. He was that quick off the off the ball. Mm, Jesus. And that's how that's how he attacked everything. Route running, blocking. He was that fast. Like that uh quick twitch muscle, wh- whatever that is. I don't have that. <laughs> he he was on a different level, dude. He was a step ahead of the snap count and so fast in into the block that when you're playing tackle and he's your tight end, he's already like moving the guy two yards before the ball was snapped. And I was like, wait, hold on. Wait, wait for me, Vern. Hold on. I'm coming, buddy. (laughs) I'm coming. Hold on. Uh, But yeah, I mean, just both guys. I mean, Kittle is unbelievable tight end, dude. He does it. I think I I texted you guys or tweeted you guys. has said he's a five-tool player. He does Mm -hmm. everything. Route running, catching, blocking, pass block, run block, route running, hands. He's, He's got it all. Yeah, I mean, you saw it last year. You saw the end of end of the 2017 season. Kittle was coming on. Um, we we usually get into you know our player of the game. Um, did you have a player of the game in this one, Adam? Who who stood out the most to you in this game? I I, I got to go Jimmy G. I got to go Jimmy G. Got to right take him down yeah. with 53 seconds. Um, I don't know how many opportunities he's had to do that take a team down to go win a game in that type of environment with, with, you know, that, you know, this type of, uh, like this heaviness of a game, yeah, Mm -hmm. 11 and two NFC champion, you know, all this, all kinds of things coming into your mind. And for him to go down with 50 seconds and put together a drive to get 
get the you know get these these guys to go kick a field goal to win the game. You got to go, Jimmy. Got to. I mean, Kittle, I, Kittle had Bray. I, I thought Breda did awesome. Uh, you know, after being out for three mm-hmm. or four weeks, I thought I thought he did awesome. Um, but I think you know, at the end of the day, you got to go, got to go, Jimmy. I'm so happy you said that because I'm right in line with you. And I think there's a, <laughs> this is a lot of Occam's razor here, right? Like right. oftentimes the simplest answer is the correct one. Look, don't overthink this one. 350 yards passing, four touchdowns, one interception that only bounced off the wide receiver's right. hands. And and when you look at everything he did that wasn't just the passing, he navigated the pocket very well. He extended plays. He made some great throws on the run. He had a huge third down conversion where he ran for the first down. He gets yeah. up and he's ready to argue with the referee because they didn't spot him right. Right. It, it, he just showed the passion and the fire today. Today, and, I think and, it was this is Jimmy Garoppolo's statement win. I, I I totally agree. I, and I think there was times that he could have gone the other way, you know, sacked here or yeah. mm-hmm. like no flow with the offense. He could have he could have tanked. Could have just not performed, you know, up to his potential. Um, but he flushed all that, and I think that's an important part of a quarterback is, is to be able to flush everything that happened before. And, and go out and take take advantage of your opportunity. Um, and I think he did that. I mean, I think he there's there's no other way around it. He he this was his statement game and he did it. I'm so excited to see how they move the goalposts on him. Exactly. I'm so excited. Yep. I'm so excited to see what, what what do they have to say now that right. they can pick apart with this win. Well, yep. went through an interception. Well, he wasn't perfect passing. They're going to have to move the goalposts now. And I think that's – once you start doing that as a quarterback, I think you're starting to really make it in the league. Once they have to start formulating their argument against you in different ways every week, you're doing it. You're doing something right. No no questions asked. Yep. I totally agree. Yeah, I completely agree with Jimmy Grable, but I'm going to take a wide receiver who doesn't get a lot of love from uh, the Niner community, Kendrick Bourne. He had probably the most vital 18 yards in any game ever. Uh, Three receptions, 18 yards, two touchdowns. The two big touchdowns to bring the team, you know, one to take the lead. Or, I'm sorry, get get on the board to tie it and then to take the lead um, in the second half. And then he had that big first down conversion. And then he had two big blocks. The biggest block was on that 75-yard bomb that Mm -hmm. Jimmy threw to Mm -hmm. Emmanuel Sanders. If if KB's not there, Jimmy's getting smoked on that play. Yeah, uh, KB takes on an offensive. I think it was a, a defensive tackle, you know, just enough to give Jimmy enough time to get that ball out. I thought KB played a hell of a game in the run game, in the pass game, blocking. You know, he does his thing. You know, he had some big drops in in games. Um, you know, the the biggest being in that Seattle game. He took a lot of flag for that. Um, and he's come up big the last couple of weeks. You know, in the in the game against the Ravens, um, he played well against the, the Packers, and then again today against the Saints. He's not going to put up gaudy numbers, but he does the dirty work, and I thought he played a hell of a game today. So Kendrick Bourne is my player of the game this week. I, I love it, and and you you kind of touched on the the 75 yard pass. He blocked that D lineman for like 16 seconds. <laughs> it was um it was unbelievable. Right in, in my mind, I was like, how is he? St- he had he had like nice fundamentals and techniques. He kept, he kept his stagger. He had good hands. I was like, damn. All right, Bourne, I see you. KB he blocked him for bro. He blocked him for like a while. Yeah, <laughs> for a while. It was awesome. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. It's a great pick. 
Yeah, Bourne, Bourne's taking a lot of flack because he had he had a couple drops against Seattle, and everybody just assumes that's kind of how he's been because he had a couple drops in the preseason as well. When you look at the actual season play, Kendrick Bourne's played very well, and he's proven himself to be a very good red zone target for Jimmy. A, a big body wide receiver just gets open, especially when Jimmy starts right. to extend the play. And yeah. it's really good to see Kendrick Bourne kind of having a little bit of a coming out party here. Because um, yeah, because you talked about it, Javi. You said it was just three catches for 18 yards, two touchdowns. The the other catch was a huge third down conversion. Yeah, where he catches the ball short of the sticks and he he fights his way to extend past them and move the and and move the chains. He's I like, thought Kendrick Bourne had a great game. He's like this this version. Kendrick Bourne is like Josh Morgan. I don't know there if you, you remember Morgan. Oh, yeah. mm, I do. Morgan Morgan <laughs> did the dirty. Yeah, you do. You know, Morgan yeah. did a lot of the dirty work back in the day, yep. and this is. Similar to, to that, and that's kind of, you know, you need wide receivers like that. Not everybody needs to have a 100-yard game or, you know, 50, you no know, question, dude. 100 receptions. KB's got 27 receptions on the year, 318 yards, five touchdowns, and he's had some really big touchdowns for this team. So um, I'm all about the KB love. I mean, the slander that he received, you know, for a couple games, it's like, all right, let get off the guy's back. You know, there's but that's things happening. So, you know? But it's so important to how the offense roles and how the offense plays is having yeah. guys like that mm-hmm. guys that you can get the ball to you know in a crucial situation or or that will will come down and block a d end as a wide receiver come down and block them for you know the the length of time that you need to get the ball away um i mean it plays huge into into the offense so maybe his numbers aren't great but he's doing things outside of the numbers uh, that are that are garnering attention and and obviously we're talking about him now so he's doing he's doing the right thing yeah and and he's clearly getting the snaps he's right. uh, you look at the you look at the wide receiver snaps it's it's Debo Samuel who's having a monster year as a rookie you look at Emmanuel Sanders like like Javi said the best trade all year and then it's Kendrick Bourne and you're looking at guys like Marquise Goodwin and, and Dante Pettis and Richie James yep. who were all either drafted high or traded for or drafted in general. Because KB's obviously an undrafted free agent, he's getting the snaps over them, and I think that says that speaks volumes to me. Yeah, no, no question. Once you've transcended the the hierarchy of this guy was drafted high, or we traded something for this guy, or we signed him to a big contract, once you've transcended that and you start taking the snaps over them, you're making your spot on a team. No question. Yeah, and he'll have a long career. He'll have a long 10, 10 plus year career. Because of that, because of the work he's putting in. Yeah, I love me some Kendrick Bourne. He was, <laughs> I remember when they 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 signed him that you know when they do the uh, undrafted free agent signings right after the draft. You know, I liked him coming out of Eastern Washington. I was like, okay, cool. This this kid, hopefully he makes it. And he made it. I was like, hell yeah. So you know, him being there three years later and doing what he's doing on a team. Um, you know, he's seen the team go from you know six and ten, the four and twelve last year. Now they're all reaping the benefit, eleven and two. Um, and then the last thing we did, we do, uh, Adam is, you know, play of the game. What, what did you think was the play of the game in this game? I mean, I got to go back to Kittle. Fourth Georgie, and two. Georgie. Mm. I mean, come on, man. Fourth and two, 48 seconds, whatever was left on the clock. Got to Got to get the first down. Throw a ball. Kind of uncatchable. Catches it. <laughs> <laughs> but. To do what he did afterwards, like I, I mean, I think we've already touched on it, but gosh, yeah. three dudes on you, one guy on your face mask, and then he, to get 12 yards after that, put us in position to kick a field goal to win the game. 
I mean, that's that was the play of the game. Yeah, I mean, it has to he, be, right? Yeah, and then he took the – it was 39-yard reception, then, you know, another 15 yards for the face mask. That's 53-yard play. That's – I mean, unbelievable. Flipping the field super fast. So. What he did what he did with his right arm, too. He had the ball on his left, right? He's on the sideline. And what he did with the right arm, the stiff arm the dude, and then let a couple other guys jump on his back, and then one guy face mask him to go 12 yards after that. I mean, that that might be the play of the season. I mean, it really might. When, when we, awesome. you know, in two months when we talk again, it might be the play of the season because it it, it just now – transcends who the Niners are. That's who they are. Dirty, gritty, going to get 12 yards after you face. Go ahead and face mask, right? Kittle's like, <laughs> go ahead. He's pumping his chest. I'm like, I, I love this guy. But yeah, he, that was the play of the game to me. So, so man, th- that was my play of the game too, but I can't go completely bored with you because you, you, took, you took Jimmy, you took that play, so I'll let you have him. So, and you're saying this is the gritty <laughs> – hard-nosed team they're going to be. So I'm going to go the complete opposite direction, and I'm going to go with the cutesy play. It's the okey-doke. It's the Emmanuel Sanders touchdown pass. And and the biggest part about that is that I don't think a lot of people are going to realize. They set up that play in the first quarter because they ran that same formation and they ran the same pitch to Debo Samuel, who was ready to just run with the ball, but it was called a false start. Yeah. So the play right. never got off the ground. Right. So they'd already laid the groundwork for what they wanted to do. And it's it's, it's just peak disrespectful Kyle. That's just yeah. it's yeah. it's exactly what he does. He shows you something you've seen so many times and he just flips it on his head. And and, and just, to just pull pull out this play for Emmanuel Sanders to throw it to Raheem Mostert, who was wide open, and Raheem had another awesome game. And yeah. Kyle is just is just riding the hot hand right now. And Raheem Mostert is the hot hand. Uh, I think I think Fox had a great the breakdown of it was the the first four games of the year Matt Breda was the leading runner the second four games it was Tevin Coleman these last four it's been it's been Raheem Mostert Kyle Shanahan doesn't play favorites he hates fantasy football he's right. ready to ride the hot hand and go with it so I got that play just got him back in the game and I thought that was just Kyle Shanahan at his peak and just just running with all the juices that were flowing through him and he, right. he, he's he's put it all into action and I thought everybody executed perfectly so i'm gonna go with the emmanuel sanders touchdown pass to raheem mostert can't argue it yeah no that's that play was amazing you know get him back in the game um i'm going defense this time um so the niners come out in the third quarter they get the ball jimmy has the interception saints get the ball back get three and then the niners on offense go out go three and out and punt um first play of the saints you know next drive is a forced fumble by uh, DJ Jones. I thought that was a game that controlled it for the most part until the end there. Um, and that you know that's that's that was key for the game, um, and then this defense always comes up with a turnover when they need it. So that was mm-hmm. again them doing what they always do when they need a turnover, they go get one. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Because you can't you can't go down there, you know, you can't punt 
and then have them get the ball again and they go score again. And you're like, oh, right. here we go. And, you know, in the second half, you run out of possessions, you run out of time. Then the timeouts become vital for DJ Jones to be, you know, in there and get a fumble on Kamara. Kamara, how often does Kamara fumble? He never fumbles. Like I, That was the Saints' no. first lost fumble so of the entire season. Was the first, yeah. First lost fumble yeah, of the entire season. But then so. you start feeling you feel that as an offense too, right? Like if they go down and score and then score again, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Now, excuse <laughs> my language. Am I allowed to cuss? Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're allowed to cuss. You're like, "Oh damn!" Now, now we got to go get it. And then you're, you know, everything starts to get a little bit tighter. Everything, everything's like, "Yeah, we got to go." And you know, you if you don't score that next drive, it's like it just starts to build, and then everything from the players to the coaches, everything gets tight. So you're absolutely right. That was an unbelievable play. Yeah, completely flipped the game. And and, and really, yeah. like you said, Javi, the, the defense always comes up with a turnover when they need it. And Adam, just so you know, you're always good to cuss on here. Uh, right. After the Packers <laughs> game, Javi spent a lot of time talking about punching them in the dick. So you're good. <laughs> there you go. We're good. So, so you're good. good. All right. You're good. Um, but yeah, look, the, the 49ers, they're in the driver's seat, right? 11 and two, first place in the NFC. Seattle lost. They, they they got three games left. They got the Falcons. They have the Rams, and then of course Week 17, the ultimate battle royale up in mm-hmm. Seattle, the Seattle mm-hmm. Seahawks. Adam, how do you see mm. the last three games playing out? Mm. Well, you know, it, it's so cliche, but any given Sunday, mm-hmm. could we we could we could lose to the Falcons, right? We could lose to the Rams, but the the way that they're playing right now, um, I don't see that happening. I think it's going to come down to the game in Seattle, and then, you know, that's I don't who does Seattle? I don't even know who Seattle plays in the next couple of weeks, but that could be that could be the NFC Championship game in Week 17. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, we could it, it could be that big of a game. Um, I think that you know uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna look at it like it's just another week and they're gonna keep rolling and Kyle's got them dialed and I don't think they should change anything I think they should keep with the game plans and and keep doing what they're doing and and uh, put themselves in position to get your foot in the door in the playoffs and then the hot team wins and momentum you know becomes a big thing and I think we've got unreal momentum right now and um. I think we're in a good position. I, I like where we're at. Yeah, I, I think next week, we'll obviously get into some of the preview episode, but I think this is the biggest Kyle Shanahan revenge week of the entire season. I think this whole season has been the Kyle Shanahan revenge tour. Right. Where everybody that's ever said anything bad about him is just feeling the wrath of Kyle Shanahan coming down. And I right. think going, you know, playing, playing Atlanta again, where so many people blame him for the Super Bowl loss. Mm hmm. You know, they said, oh, you passed it, you passed it, you shouldn't have passed it, you should have just ran the ball, we've been fine, yada, yada, yada. I think he's so ready to stick it to the Falcons that I think we're looking at I'm sure he's licking his chops, yeah. I I think we're looking at a three-score game. We'll get into this later. But that's one game I definitely don't think he's overlooking. I don't think they're rolling into a week where they're going to, yeah, it's just the Falcons, they're not that good. We'll We'll look ahead to the Rams, the division game. I don't think that's happening this week because I think Kyle Shanahan has had this one circled on his calendar for months. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm I'm ready because we're we're gonna be out that game um, next week, so we'll be I'll be flying out Saturday and get there. 
mm-hmm. um, this uh, this Niner team, man, it's been a fun ride, you know, and it's you know we had all everyone panic last week about um, the Seahawks beating the Vikings and the Niners dropping games to the Ravens and you know like I told people before there's still there's still four games left and when I spoke about it there's still three games left to go you know this thing is it's not over yet the Seahawks lost today they could lose next week to who they play the Panthers I doubt they lose to the Panthers but um, you know they, it's like you said Adam any given Sunday anything can happen. Um, and the Niners are in the driver's seat. It's it's a good feeling, man. Eleven and two, you know, beginning of the season, no one would have thought we'd been eleven and two. No one. There's no yeah, one on yeah. earth would have thought that. Right. Um, and there's a lot, like you said, this is this team. They're gritty. They're they're gonna fight tooth and nail, scratch and claw every bit, every game. Um, and they've done that plenty of times in close games too. That's um, something that's not talked about. Well, how do you? I don't know. Maybe. You know, these close games, this stuff builds for the playoffs. You know, you have the Steelers close game. You have the the Ravens close game, the Seahawks close game, this one. Those things are beneficial to you in the playoffs, right? No question, dude. We, we, we went 15 rounds with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, who have this, you know, a, a lot of talk and a lot of hype around. We went we went toe-to-toe. They won with four seconds left and, and kicked the field. That could have been us kicking a field goal. Yeah. Um, we just went, you know, into New Orleans again with a, a team that's got a lot of hype and and Drew Brees and, and his history. And we went in there and we won. We can go toe to toe with anybody in the NFL. I think that um, I think that the guys know that. I think they feel that. And kind of circling back, the fact that we don't hear anything about the Niners team drama, mm. quarterbacks, mm. coaches, none of that. That is a huge. That's a huge thing. Um, we don't hear we don't hear about it. So they, they have they've got a culture. They believe in the system. They believe in in what they're doing, and that's going to come to play when we come to the playoffs. That's that's going to come in, in into play. No questions asked. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, this was this was a fun win game of the year. Like I said earlier, you know, forget the Seahawks game. This was the game of the year. NFL can put a stamp on it. They have to be sick to their stomachs that this was not the Sunday night game right just after yeah. watching a performance here um but Adam we really much appreciate you joining us uh won't you go ahead and shout yourself out find tell the people where they can find you and let us know how vital is vital performance kicking ass right now yeah we're doing well man we're doing well we're uh well I've got probably five kids right now that have upwards of seven plus uh division one offers to play college football um, yeah so you can see you can see us at vital performance on Instagram, on Twitter, VYDL Performance. Uh, shoot us an email, vitalperformance at Gmail. If you're in Arizona and you want to get uh, some offensive line training, you want to get some, some performance training, we, we got you covered. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I watch all those videos. Um, you know, it's just looking for stuff. My little my son won his championship. No big deal. Coach <laughs> no of the big year. Deal. <laughs> no Coach big deal. Year. <laughs> rings on, um, rings on, rings. I love it. Yep. Um, but yeah, you know, Adam, we, we, we thank you again. Um, if for everyone else out there, you can follow myself at, uh, Javier vague underscore and follow my guy, Matt at Matt bar underscore follow the podcast on all podcast platforms, Google, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever podcasts are found. The Niners are 11 2 everyone who was freaking out last week. Relax. There's three more games to go. For those of you guys who are going to the Falcons game, myself, Matt will be out there. Um, let us know where you guys are at. I need to have a few beers. It's been a long, 
uh, season. I got two kids and I'm stressed out, so I want some beers. Um, <laughs> no kids, but I like beers, so let's do this. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to make it out there. I can't guarantee it, but I'm gonna try to. Come, I'm gonna try to come out there with you. All let's right. go. Adam, let's, let's do it, let's man. Go. I'm, I'm so down for this. Um, but for everyone out there, you know, until Thursday when we do the preview episode, go Niners. Talk some shit on Twitter until I want to say after the Monday night game, and then it's on to Atlanta. Until then, go Niners. Peace. Adam, you're awesome, man.